Hi everybody, this is Bill Owen returning to our podcast series. It's been a while, here it is November 16th, 2021. I thought an interesting subject would be uh, World War II rationing. Now you can read a lot about it and hear a lot about it, but uh, I thought since here's somebody, myself, who was actually, actually lived it, remember it well, I was in grade school at the time, I remember all the details, so let's just see what memories I can recall. Uh, I said rationing. Some people said rationing. Either one works, but it was uh, something that we felt at the home front, that's for sure, Uh, even as a little boy. The very first item that was rationed during World War II was sugar. And (laughs) that had an effect on me as a young boy because uh, my mother said... uh, if you want cakes now, we're going to have to save up the sugar, so don't put sugar on your cereal in the morning. And after a few weeks, we'll have enough to make an occasional cake. So we uh, that was our way of being patriotic, I guess, for our own stomach's sake. Not really, not really uh, patriotic. Anyway, after sugar, uh, coffee was next to be rationed. And then rubber, and then alcohol, cigarettes, tires butter, canned milk, nylons, silk fuel, uh, silk fuel oil, and uh, of course, eventually gasoline. Now, the gasoline started uh, only in the eastern states, 17 eastern states. It started May 15th of 1942. But by the end of that year, all states, and then 48 at that time, uh, endured rationing. The interesting irony is it was not to save gas. We actually had adequate supplies of gasoline. It was to conserve rubber because the rubber plantations were under assault by the Japanese Empire, and there was a severe shortage of rubber. And also they put a national speed limit of 35 miles per hour, again, not for safety reasons particularly, but again to conserve tires and rubber. So that, that was the interesting thing, that it was not to save gasoline, but to save rubber. Oh, we used to save tin cans. That was so important. We had a little routine. We'd tear off the label, remove the ends, and flatten them. We, we did that with gusto. We thought we were helping the war effort. And we would have the tin cans piled up and then take them to a collection center later. We used to save cooking grease, which they told us was uh, for use in bullets, make more bullets for the guys overseas. And one of the great memories, of course, of that era was the gas stickers, which uh, if you see some of the old movies from the 40s, you look for the the gas sticker in the lower right windshield of the cars and the movies. Now, everybody got... uh, got an A card. That was the minimum, but he didn't get much gasoline for it. Two to four gallons a week. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't go very far today, would it? Two to four gallons a week. And uh, who administered it? The Office of Price Administration, the OPA. And they had local boards across the United States. A fellow named Leon Henderson, who had been uh, an economic advisor to President Roosevelt, uh, first was was uh, called in to run the OPA. And uh, their job was uh, 
not only take care of the gasoline stickers, allotment, and so on, but but to uh, have price ceilings posted in in stores. I remember we'd walk into the grocery store and overhead they'd have these huge sheets of paper taped somehow to the wall and would have the maximum prices that could be charged. So of course you found them charging too much, you, you would report them to the local board. It was serious business. Mm-hmm. And then there was the B card. We mentioned the A card, which everybody had, two to four gallons a week. Then the B cards, they were reserved for business owners primarily. In other words, you got a little bit more gas as a business owner's. Then if you got a C card, you're getting up there. That was for professional people, doctors, nurses, dentists, ministers, priests, and so on. My dad at the time was a state official in North Dakota, so fortunately he got a C sticker. So we had a little bit more gasoline for our cars than than the average person. It was great to have a C sticker. Motorcycles had M stickers. Trucks had T stickers. And... uh, and there was one sticker that a lot of people forgot called an X sticker. That was unlimited. That was for traveling salesmen. Of course, they depended on having more gas. And we, used, we had little stamps that we'd, uh, you'd give at the point of purchase to give to the, uh, the gasoline dealer. So we mentioned the Office of Price Administration. And uh, that was run, we mentioned, by Leon Henderson from 1941 to 1942, and uh, later on, uh, Prentice Marsh Brown took over that uh, duty, and that was in 1943, and then from 43 to 44, another well-known name of that era, Chester Bowles. Uh, He was the co-founder of the famous Benton and Bowles Advertising Agency, one of the largest in the world, Chester Bowles. Well, I lived it. I remember the memories. I remember buying war bonds, war well, war stamps. You got a little booklet, and you could buy a minimum of a 10-cent war stamp. If you had a quarter, you could buy a 25-cent war stamp, and you'd fill them up, and once they reached $18.75, you, would, uh, you could turn them in, and that would be a $25 bond when it matured. So we were we were always trying to save our nickels and dimes and come up with some war stamps. It was it was kind of a thrill for a youngster to fill up the book and take it down to the post office and fill out the form and have yourself a war bond. They were advertised heavily. You'd go to movie theaters. They'd put up on the screen, be sure to help your nation at war by buying war bonds and war stamps. We had victory gardens to raise crops. They would allot certain parts of uh, of city property, and you could go down and mark off your own area to raise your radishes and lettuce and so on. World War II. Those are memories uh, for a youngster. The war bonds, the war stamps, the victory gardens, the, the A, B, and C stickers for gasoline, the the sugar rationing, the coffee rationing, and uh, we mentioned tires were in short supply. It was the most unusual era, but uh, one I will never forget. 
Well, those are our memories of World War II.